Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to personally invite you to register for our next workshop coming up March 17th through the 19th in Colorado in the foothills of the majestic Rocky Mountains. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio with your hosts, Jonathan and Stephen. This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Stephen Cervantes. How are you, my friend? I am excited. This is going to be a great program. Yeah, Steve is totally jazzed about this one because (laughs) he's like... He he was he came into the office this morning. He said he says, "Hey, you got four things, right? You know, because we do the four pillars of purity." He said, "Well, I've got four things too, so <laughs> we're gonna go over some four things here." My but, four things, yeah, up against your four <laughs> things. You know, it's a battle here. That's that right. Well, before we uh, jump in, you know, I wanted to uh, tell you about our Gateway to Freedom workshop. Uh, this is our three day workshop for men who are wanting to overcome any kind of sexual struggle or stronghold. And this is for men who are married, single, divorced, uh, really any man who is just saying, you know what, I need to, I've got some things I want to break free from. I've got some things I want some deeper healing from or in. And, and so our workshop, it happens all throughout the year in various locations around the country. We currently do them in Texas. Colorado, Pennsylvania. We're excited about opening up Florida later in this year. Uh, but if you'd like to learn more about how you can register for an upcoming workshop, just visit gatewaymen.com and you can get all the information there. So, Stephen, why don't you share with us your exciting oh, four I things? I can hardly wait. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> now, what I appreciate about what just happened was Jonathan introduced the, uh, the men's retreat weekend and this material has been developed from those programs those weekends where men come in and tell us and you know i've done about 40 of those you've done 100 oh oh, well over 100 i could stop counting after i did 100 (laughs) so i'm trying to catch up here but but after you listen to men talk for three days straight about themselves you start picking up patterns of what's going on and I love learning things and looking for patterns and asking God to show me things. And here are four things. These are powerful things. I'm telling you right now. Mm -hmm. And out of these four things, I'm giving them 25% uh, 
parts. So this makes up 100%. And, and I'm saying that because if you shift these four, you change your life. You understand? You cannot run a broken program unless you're running all these four things. And mm -hmm. you want 25% relief? Well, do one of these things. You want 100% relief? That's a lot. Can I make that statement? <laughs> <laughs> it's just you and I and a couple of folks listening. Okay. I think it's 100% transformational. That's what I'll say. There you go. If you do these four things, it will transform you completely. And I think it works exponentially, honestly. I think if you put even just a, a little bit of effort into each of these, it starts exponentially changing the result down the road. Is that, is that fair to say? Oh, absolutely. That's true. But you get 25% relief today if you start practicing one of these. Okay, now just shift it into an infomercial. <laughs> like, today you'll get 25 If you do this, it's 1995. And right, 1995. <laughs> the second one is 39 The, the third Four one. installments <laughs> of uh, 40 bucks. That's good. So <clears throat> here they are. Number one, identity. Okay. Just think about this as a category, a standalone. Who spoke identity over you? Mm. What, where did your identity come from and what was told to you? And it's funny because in Sozo Prayer, when we spoke of that one of the earlier sessions, they say, your father gives you your identity. Your mother teaches you about emotions. Now, it's not exact science, but, but it's true. Our father, you need a man to be a man. Your mother can teach you about a motherhood, but she cannot teach you how to be a man. Mm -hmm. So you need a man to say, okay, this is what a man is. This is what a man does. Your identity as a man comes from a man. And if he's in order with the Heavenly Father, he's saying what the Heavenly Father would say. Yeah, and whether or not that is, you know, again, it's a dad or, or whatever, it's really anyone who speaks identity over you. So, I mean, mom can do that, too, in the sense of saying, you know. That's true. You're a That's worthless true. kid or whatever. So the idea, but I think it for a boy especially, the prominence of the man, the dad's voice sort of drowns and out following the him mom around. in terms of identity. That's right, you know? and you sort of know. He's the man. And I, so in other words, I think the bottom line is you, you said this off air and I really appreciated this. We don't know who we are until somebody tells us who we are. That's right. We're and I would, babies. We I would invite know. the listeners to just take a few minutes to just kind of chew on that because I think when you think about that, I mean, at first it sounds wrong. It sounds like, no, I, I, I've got these ideas about myself and I, but if you go back, where did those ideas begin? Mm -hmm. They didn't start with you because- you know, your earliest memories of your life are going to be filled with whatever others were pouring into you in terms of speaking things over you about who you are. And so we didn't come up with those ideas on our own of saying, I'm stupid or I'm worthless or I'm good or whatever. You know, some somewhere along the line, somebody spoke that into your life. So I better give the four so that we can fill them all in. Sure. Like, where are we going? Yeah. Right. Number one is identity. Number two is shame dialogue. Number three is role. And number four is disconnecting skills. And so we're in number one in identity, and it has to be spoken over you by someone. Um, 
and 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 it and it weaves in. You're stupid. You're a loser. You're small. You're not a real man. You're a fake. Uh, nobody likes you. Nobody wants to be your friend. You're that kind of, you know, kid. That's you. You're just not not enough. Not big. Not tall. Not strong. You're not. You're just a big not. Whatever you're supposed to be, you're not it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so in the beginning, someone tells us our identity. And then as we go along, our peers also and situations and even teachers and coaches, they're all speaking things to us, right? So I'm going to move to the next one, unless you want to say something else about identity. No, that's fine, because we'll, we're going to come back and sort of... And play through all of them, yeah. right? Okay, so so once I hear something um, and I sort of capture that, then I capture a lot of other statements like that. Um, I'm, I'm not like other people. I'm not smart. I'm not good. I'm not fast. Um, you know, I'm different uh, in a bad, wrong sort of way. What else in terms of shame? Uh, what kind of statements? Because first, it's spoken over us and, and sort of we capture it. Then we repeat it in a dialogue regularly over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. So when we think of shame, what, what what do you think? Well, the first thing that pops into my mind was what my my top shame why was for me personally uh, the idea that I have to be perfect. So it sounds weird because you're thinking, well, hey, aren't we striving to be better? And all that? but the idea of assuming that your identity is you cannot be acceptable unless you're perfect, that is a shame lie. Mm-hmm. So the the shame dialogue then is everything is about. Okay, but let me challenge you a minute because I think that's your role. Okay. Be perfect because that's number three. Well, My, then the shame lie is you don't measure up. There you go. That's the shame lie. The, the lie is you don't measure up. You're not, right? you're not, you're not enough on your own. Kind of like what you were talking about. You, yes. You're a not. And even if it doesn't go so far as to say you're nothing, the idea is still you're not enough. Yes. In and of yourself, just even in just kind of who you are and in your brokenness and your mess and just being, just existing doesn't measure up. Yes. And and, and you're bad, you're defective, you're a freak, right? You think about all the painful things, all the statements. So, so someone tells us and they tell us our identity. I'm backing, going back and forth. If your father's never around... Your father spends a lot of time on what he values, but it's not you, right? Or your mother spends a lot of time with the other kids, but, but you're sort of left, right? That's, that's also training for identity. Mm-hmm. Are you pursued? Are you valued? Are you loved? Are you honored? Are you lifted up? Are you told you're made in the image of God? Are, are you worth investing in? I mean, all of those pieces help us formulate Am I worthy? Am I worthy? Am I worth anything? Then the dial, the shame dialogue happens second. You know, um, you're not like other people. Nobody pursues you. Nobody wants to talk to you. You're and, not good enough. And I think the bottom line of that shame dialogue is um, there's something fundamentally wrong with you which diminishes or eliminates your value. If I could put it that way, yeah, I mean you have. So no the idea value, is right? these this these identity words are spoken into your life 
that cause you to begin to have this dialogue in your head that says, if I were to put my life into an equation, what it would equal is not much. It might even be a negative number. Not You're not worth you much. Know? Or you're very low. And, and the key here no. that I want our listeners to get is we're not talking about the reality of defectiveness. We're all broken. Right. We're talking about how that causes us to determine what our value is. And that's the key difference because I think too many times, you, you know, because you hear Christians all the time talking about, well, we are broken, we're sinful, and, and all this. that's true. But you will never find one place in all of Scripture where God says, because you're broken, you're not worth anything. Oh, no, he says the opposite. <laughs> he, says, he says you're so You're worth worthy. dying for. Yeah, you know? that's exactly right. And so I'm back to identity for a second. Think about if if you your parents yelled all the time and you went into your room and sat there by yourself alone, you start to feel like I'm not worth being pursued. Or if you're abused, right? That happened to me because I'm bad. My identity gets formed. Then we move along through life and all these things are said to us and we pick up a dialogue. So, so if we have bad identity and then we run the shame dialogue, now, do you, do you hear the heaviness of that? Oh, yeah. It's like, I have to tell myself all day long, I'm not good enough, I'm not like other people, nobody likes me, nobody wants to be my friend. Part of that became from identity where I was left alone in my room and my parents worked all the time, nobody talked to me. I sort of raised myself the best I could. I'm not worth pursuing. So, and then people ignore you and so then you pick up the pieces and you build a whole dialogue from that. So then... Look, that's too heavy of a life to to believe I'm worthless and to torment myself daily with those kinds of thoughts. I'm not like other people. Something's wrong with me. I'm bad. Do you hear the heaviness of this is what I carry, bad identity and a dialogue every day, right? My core, I'm defective, and I tell myself regularly how I'm defective. It's too much. I cannot make it in life. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick a role that's going to give me clarity, right? And mine was to be the nice guy. I'm going to be the nice guy. I'm going to nice everybody, and I'm going to make them love me. And pleasers and nice, they're sort of two sides of the same coin, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a pleaser, and everybody's going to be so pleased. They're going to be so glad I came. Do you know I still do that? If I'm at an event, I'll I'll start cleaning the tables when the event's over. I'm helping. I'm the helper. You're going to be glad you invited me. I'm a little worker helping, except Gateway, I leave her. But (laughs) But mostly out there. You know, right. I'm trying to be useful so people like me. I mean, that's from our childhood. That's mm-hmm. a role I picked up. What role did you pick up? A controller. Uh, uh, you said perfect a minute ago. Are you shifting to control? Which? Yeah, well, those go hand in hand. Oh, if you you're a perfectionist, to... you're a controller. I mean, I I would challenge anybody to tell me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> because, because think about it. If you're saying, hey. Everything's got to be perfect. What are you going to do? You're not only going to get get. You're not That's only going to try to control every detail of your life. You're going to try to control every detail of everybody else's life too, right? Oh, that's because I like, never well, put those together. Well, hey, you're not perfect, and you're a mess. So I got to clean up your mess now yeah. because you know. And you better do this, and you better do that. You know. So controlling was, except mine was passive aggressive. I wasn't your boisterous, you know, out. But you'd be quiet about controller. it, right? And just but. Uh, um, 
grumble underneath your breath. It, it would something. be, let's put it this way. It would be something like, well, um, those shoes aren't going to stay there, are they? <laughs> Instead of, Could will you, you pick up your shoes and take them in the other room? Oh, no, that's good. So, that's, uh, that's a nicer way. Ask a question with a jab in the middle of it, right? Right. But perfect is your role. How do you mm-hmm. do it? You control for your outcome. I'm going to be perfect. Yeah. Right? And there are people that are angry. They're just going to be angry. They're mm-hmm. always angry. Then we got worriers, right? And worriers don't worry a little today. And then I won't worry for a couple of weeks. They worry every day. Yeah, about they anything. They something, right? And so, and controllers who are scared, they will control everybody. To make them do what I want them to do so I can be at peace with myself, right? Those mm-hmm. are controllers. So we have all these roles that we pick up based on the unrest in our being, bad identity, and an ongoing shame dialogue. I got to figure out how to live, so I'm going to play my role. And like funny guy, oh, he's the funny guy. He's always funny. He's always cutting up. He's immature, but he's always making you laugh no matter what. Everybody wants to be around him. He's overdeveloped funny. He hasn't cleaned up his two broken parts, right? Mm-hmm. And it works. Everybody loves the funny guy. And and by the way, if anybody wants to, to un- understand a little more in detail these roles and things like that, we did do a two-part broadcast at the end of last year, 2016, on healing emotional brokenness where we kind of went into a little more detail of these roles. So, Stephen, then, once somebody adopts these roles, where does it go from there? Yeah. So, number four, then, would be, look, I'm in pain. I'm playing a role. I don't know me very well. I haven't cleaned up my insides. So, I have to, to, to keep some distance. I have to disconnect, right? So, when my wife asks me for emotional growth, I get mad, or I ignore her and walk away. These are disconnecting skills. You know, the interesting one is that I've noticed is there are a lot of people that are lost. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? It means they were left alone. They read books. They play games. They don't understand. And one of the way to find a lost person is they'll tell you that. I don't know. Hey, what do you, what do you, what do you think about this? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've never really had deep thoughts. I don't know what I think. What am I supposed to think? I escape. I'm sort of trying to figure out life, and I'm sort of lost. And so do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And they they can't answer questions well. They're not working on growth. They're not very deep. Everything is, like, confusing to them mm-hmm. in terms and of they, emotion. And, the, and typically they will they will deflect to... Uh, events they'll afflect, deflect to topics. You'll 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 be in a thirty minute conversation with the lost person and realize when they leave, I have no idea who that person is. There's no self revelation. There's no, you know, disclosure. Yes, of that, themselves. And that's interesting because there are people that specifically take on storytelling as a skill, and it's just what you said. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you this great story, and it was very entertaining but they weren't in the story very much. You didn't so, so learn then, very I much. I guess what we realize then is as you go down this, if you've received you know, false words of identity that create this shame dialogue, that then you adopt a role to try to mm. relieve yourself from that pain. What you find, though, is that those roles do nothing for actually helping you connect in deep relationships. So you then you're still disconnected 
in terms of relationship. And in our last episode, we were talking about body, soul, and spirit, right? And we, yes. we ended talking about the heart. And if you think about what's at the center of our lives, what do we really want? We want to be known and we want to be loved. Yes. Well, what does this do? This takes us down a path where we're kind of perpetually disconnected from relationships and being able to have that deep need. So what met. do these guys do when you run this you don't connect well. You trash yourself. They do yourself. the next best thing, which is I just need some temporary pleasure relief. That's right. Let they me go, go find, find some porn or let porn. me go find something so else. So remember, folks, when you find porn, somebody ab- using porn, regularly using porn, they are escaping from their own painful life. It's a symptom that things are not working well inside. So now... We're going to do the... There's the, a better path. The better path. Okay, okay. So then... When, but it still starts with identity, right? That's identity right. is the hinge so in when, all of this. When, when some guy says to you, what, what, what should I believe about myself? Who am I? What, what do you tell yourself? What is your identity? This is where I get excited because then we can actually go to our maker. And he says, you're beloved. Mm. You're a son or you're a daughter. Yes. You belong to me. You are wanted. Mm. You're accepted. You are forgiven. You're affirmed. You're embraced. You have value that extends to the point where I shed my own blood Whoa. for you. That's your worth. You you want me, Father? You want me? I've never felt wanted anywhere. I never had a place to belong. Well, and I'll go you even further. Me? I want you just as you are. Mm. Let, let I'm your, kind of a mess, and I've been hiding a lot. Let your role just pass away. Let your just be present, and that's exactly how I want you. Okay. And here's the thing, and I, and this is the key. I, there's a lot of people out there mm-hmm. that they've probably heard that, and they probably even heard the the old saying, you know, uh, God loves you just as you are, but He doesn't want to leave you that way. You know what? I want to just scrap the last part of that for now. Well, that may be true. That doesn't speak into your identity. No, that that's still saying, "Oh, I better shape up. I better." Yeah, it's but like, he doesn't. He doesn't really happy. He's not satisfied with you. He's really until I get to point X until he makes to, you something else. And so the thing is, we need to understand. Let's just camp out for a little bit on that fundamental truth that just as you are is how God embraces you, and so that speaks a true identity into you, which is yes. saying you're beloved by your maker. Mm. And Think about that, everybody. Just repeat, I'm beloved. I am his beloved. I am one of the beloved ones, chosen and purified, made right by my father. I'm beloved. Mm-hmm. Isn't that good? And, th- and that's the key. What you're talking about there is that changes the dialogue. That you, that you run in your head. Before it was, hey, I'm worthless, I'm stupid, I don't have much yes. value. You know? And so what happens? You create The dialogue that occurs in your head is based on that. Yes. Here's the good news. You can have a whole new dialogue. Start running in your head every, every morning and throughout right. the day. Right, and so the dialogue that I run is I just say, hey, I'm just a regular guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not the savior I'm of the world. I'm not the, the great one. I'm just a cre. I'm part of the creation. I'm like you. We're creation. We're just regular people, and so I do good, and then I don't do so so good, and I win, and sometimes I lose, mm-hmm. and I succeed, and I fail. I'm just a regular guy, 
and somebody says, you messed up, you go, oh, yeah, I'm just a regular guy. I mess up sometimes. And they want to trash you and say, hey, you're not good. And I say, only God is good. I try my best. But And one of the things that you're that I'm hearing you say is the shift here is, you know, between the when you hear the false identity and you begin the shame dialogue, there is a hiding that goes on in that, right? Yes. Which is then why we adopt a role because, hey, I want to present to you that I'm not what I really am. Mm. And what I'm hearing you say is when we when we receive the words of our true identity, then we we can be honest. We, there's no more hiding that needs to go on. Yes. So the dialogue can be, these things work in perfect harmony, that I am broken and sinful and completely beloved by my maker. Amen. Amen. So those, those, go toge- those can go together. That's right. And That's so we right. just become, we, the dialogue we start to have is a, an honest one about those two realities. Yes. And I don't have to pretend that I'm something I'm not. I mean, it, it, no, don't get me wrong. It's not like we go out and we celebrate our sinfulness, but you know what I'm saying. It's like we're just honest about it. That's right. We're weak. We're all broken, have failed. We could not arrive at perfection on our own, right? Mm-hmm. And so when when you mess up, grace abounds for you, for me, from him, right? Because we're just regular people. So repeat that. I'm just regular. I'm a regular guy. I'm a regular girl. I I win and I lose. I succeed. I fail. I do good. I do bad. And I'm loved because I'm creation. I'm not the creator. So those so, are the those are the shifts that take place on the identity and the dialogue yes. level. What's the shift that takes place at the role level? Oh, I like this. This one is my favorite. This is the best. Uh, we're we're students. We are learners. We are on a growth mission. We are sons. Right? You got it? Mm-hmm. We're sons and daughters. That means I think I sort of get this picture of the father and his kids. Right. Right? The father knows the truth, and all his kids are trying to learn the truth. Right? We're trying to daily walk in this transformational process to be like Jesus. But we are students. Some of us are A students. Some are B. Some are C. <laughs> some of you better stay out of class because you need the remedial. Fine, but we're students on a mission to learn and grow. And he gave us a book, his word. He gave us a spirit to guide us. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what our role is, to be on a growth mission, hungry to let our spirit and his spirit merge into one giant celebration of who we are, made in the image of God. Well, and I almost, and I take that a little bit further in the imagery, like the idea of a, a father and his children, and then we're told to be followers, right? Mm. So I almost get this image of like, what's our role? Hey, holding on to our dad's hand as he leads us mm. down the path. And I think where we get into trouble is with this other, the shame dialogue and all that, is we're trying to scramble around figuring out how to do it on our own, hiding and, you know, we're like Adam and Eve in the garden. We're hiding. We're putting leaves, <laughs> leaves over ourselves. And, and, and he's saying, hey, take my hand. You're a son. You're a daughter. I want you to follow me. I want you to learn from me. Um, and even Jesus says that. I want you to learn from me. Take mm-hmm. on my yoke. It's, um, you know, it's light. It's easy. It's not a burden. So then the fourth category is because of the pain, shame, embarrassment, and fatigue, uh, playing a role and poor awareness, we just can disconnect. Mm-hmm. But because we're the beloved 
and we're just part of a creation and we give that to one another and we're sons and daughters in training, we can practice better skills. And so we can stay. And one of the lines I use is stay, stay, stay. Mm -hmm. When your wife gets mad, stay, stay, stay. Your mission is stay till the end. Let her finish talking. What do we do? Get mad. Argue about a word. No, that's not how it happened. Well, I don't want to talk about that. Walk away. Get weird, right? Bad connecting. Stay, stay, stay. Hold, hold, hold. Wait, wait, wait. Say anything you want three times. Jesus, mm -hmm. Jesus, Jesus. If your wife's messed up, if, you know, if somebody's throwing a big fit, just hang around. They'll come off of it, right? Connect, listen, touch, rest well, better together, connect. Yeah, and that's just it. The one, another word that comes to my mind is this idea of true community. You're, you're finally able to be connected mm. in a way that is not not fractured by all of these various roles and pretend and images and facades that we like to to put on and so the idea is hey i am broken forgiven humanity you're broken forgiven humanity can we be friends you know it's like let's just kind of get past all of the the facades and the pretending but the key to all of this is it hinges on that identity. What are Amen. What are the words that are being spoken over you? And our invitation is that you begin to allow the words of your maker to take precedence over the words of those who spoke brokenness into your life and yes. spoke false identity. And let's you. speak that to each other and encourage them. Did you know, Jonathan, you are the beloved one of the Father? And you're a beloved son of the King. Amen. So. Listeners, we're glad that you've been with us, and we hope that this has been encouraging. And if you'd like more help in just uh, pursuing and growing in your true identity, please reach out to us. And we'll see you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.